0: Welcome to RAQA Today, the podcast that puts the fun back in quality, compliance, and regulatory affairs. Here's your host, Michelle Lott. Here we are again with the Lean RAQA Today podcast. I'm Michelle, the owner of Lean RAQA, and I'm here with my long-term client and now dear friend, Stephanie Shule, uh, owner of Kegel Bell. Stephanie, tell us a little bit about Kegel Bell and
1: how you and I got started. With some of your mission and vision for the project. Absolutely, thank you, Michelle. Well, you know, I think I should start out by saying that this is my first business, and maybe that will resonate with someone out there. Like right out of the gate, I'm going to launch a medical device. What am I thinking, right? But I had to, and so I um, I come from an academic background, and I uh, invented Kegel Bell and worked on the patents pending and the prototyping and all of the the things that go into building something new. And I wanted to do it completely right. And so um, I talked with someone about FDA registration because I wanted to make sure that any retail store or any doctor's office or any insurance company or government agency could, you know, agree to distribute Kegel Bell um, if they wanted to. And so that was the goal. And uh, and so therefore it was really important that we do it right. And I lined up the FDA registration before we went to market. So I did it completely properly, but I have to say it would not have gotten done without Michelle. Um. Unequivocally, Unequivocally. <laughs> I mean, there's no question. <laughs>
0: Well, and it's important to know that Stephanie's product could have, she could have decided to play in just a consumer space, but her mission and vision for the product uh, was important that it had medical indications. So we helped find a minimally viable regulatory path to make that happen um, to where uh, for the time being, at least the way we position the product, she can make a certain subset of claims, but still be 510k exempt. But a part of that Stephanie, we still had to build you a full quality management system and you were still subject to design controls, mm-hmm. even though you were five ten k exempt because yeah. you you fell in one of those magic categories it is. of between everything class two mm-hmm. but five ten k exempt
1: so yeah that okay. was a big part of it. I loved how early on I'm having to go back a few years, but early on I came to you with you know again yeah what were my what were my, My goals. What's our mission? What is success to us? And for me, it was start out e-commerce and then go retail and then go, you know, major medical, then go international single payer insurance, uh, that kind of thing. You know, uh, be distributed hopefully um, one of these days in um, Africa from with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I'm just putting that out there as a goal (laughs) because uh, our product is desperately needed by women there uh so yeah so in order to do all that we have to talk about what the product can do and if we did not do this fda path we'd be severely limited as to what we could say and it would, it would just be nonsense we, we wouldn't i mean we could sell it as a toy basically which it's not and that would be to do a disservice so i felt like it was important that we we do it this way and there, it was a lot of work let's get into the work but not for me <laughs> Uh, No, it was a lot of work for uh, Michelle and her team. So basically what I can say is Michelle and her team can take on as much work as you want to give them, or you can try to, you know, do some of the work yourself. And so um, the engineer and I, who are co-founders, you know, we got in there and I wanted to do as much as I could because I want to learn it. I wanted to learn what it was about. I didn't want it to be outside of me and unknown to me and puzzling to me. It was brilliant because let me just do say it really quickly: the stuff that I did with Michelle, the documents, the files, the folders, the process is exactly what i should be doing even if the fda never existed it's just good practice it's good quality assurance it's methodical everything's spelled out and as a first-time entrepreneur of a startup i would not have known to do things that way um and so and now i do know the right way and it also makes my company really strong you know for selling it for exiting for all of these things because all the processes are spelled out and we have fda registration
0: Mm -hmm. And to set the context for um, the listeners, I think it's important for them to know you have a Ph.D. in philosophy. The other co-founder has got a Ph.D. in engineering. Yes. I mean, we're talking like the cream of the crop (laughs) in terms of education and people who know how to work and document things. (laughs) Yeah. We're not so,
1: slouches, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and so I think one, even though you had this 510k exemption, one of the big things that still ap- applied to your product being design controls in a subset of that, the col- or the culmination of design controls is the design history file. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about what your, your sentiments were when you learned what a design history file was, and then when we completed it, what your feelings yeah. were.
1: Yes, thank you for bringing up the background of me and the co-founder, and so we're no stranger to rigor and careful attention to detail in our disciplines. But this is another environment with another set of expectations, and so uh, definitely we had to be taught and shown, you know, what to do. And so it's really marvelous because you you, you document all of your thinking that goes into how you designed it, the way you designed it, um, how you manufacture it, the way you manufacture it. You analyze you know, the risk matrix, the um, verification and validation, the complaint controls, all of that. And so by the end of it, we had hundreds and hundreds of pages of documents. I mean, dozens of files, each of which was highly detailed and nuanced. And we provided the guts of what we knew and then Michelle's team provided structure, frame, research and other pieces. By the end of it, when it was all said and done, I was so proud of it. I I had the feeling that I had after my dissertation, you know, the 500 pages, done, it took me years. Uh, This felt like that kind of accomplishment, that kind of... uh, So I have to say, not only did it support my business, but it also made me feel like personally, can I just say, it made me feel like this is one of my major accomplishments. I'm gonna put it up there with the dissertation, patents pending, this one. (laughs) So, and yeah, so I go back to it often. It really helps guide our business. It eliminates a lot of questions for me. And it makes me secure to know that I've got all the processes in place, which I'm not good at. And I don't think in that way. And I really needed it, you know, spelled out for me. And so it's a living document. You know, we got to that point where we filed and we all felt very proud and we celebrated. Um, And now it's like a living document that I return to regularly and uh, it evolves and grows and and we use it to guide our business.
0: We also built out supplier controls, change control, complaints. a yes. whole life cycle and ecosystem, uh, people and, uh, Stephanie and her team have been, you know, and, and we built it in such a way that, that Stephanie and I think two to f- sometimes five people at best are running it. Mm-hmm. So have you found it to be manageable? You know, once we did that heavy lift of getting it off the ground?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I, I revisit it often and I'm always stunned by what we did. I'm like, we did that, we did we did that. And I think that what's super helpful is it also frames how I think about future products we're developing. And I know the process I need to go through, and I know what to be concerned about and what to look for and what to be careful with and what to watch out for. And and so I have to say that it helped me as a business person and and therefore those documents. significant and I think I lost the thread of the question
0: it it doesn't matter now that that was a great answer anyways and new claims so we know that there are there is the the kind of a bigger claim set out there that we can go after and we can do that 510k but now Mm -hmm. the 510k is not going to be the heavy lift of doing it from scratch like some people
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: we've got all that foundation in place so yes. And really also it easy. helps
1: me internationally.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry I spoke over you. Yeah. Um, That's that where yeah. I was going. I'm like, it's, yeah. I think it's important for the audience to know that Stephanie has got, uh, is already in several chain wholesalers. She is got offers on the table with chain retailers, people that are global. And As I'm helping her fill out some of the the quality and questionnaires, she's specifically getting asked, does she have a system for X, Y, or Z in place? Does she have a file that contains, Mm -hmm. you know, A or B in it? Mm -hmm. So do you feel like it by doing all the the groundwork that it helped open doors
1: for you? Yes. And I can also think bigger, plan bigger, have bigger goals and be ready to say yes to things and get to market those international markets before my competitors. So it's a competitive advantage. And it also makes just the work easier, which is why I can move quickly because the work's done and therefore I just need to apply it to the European environment or the Australian environment or the what uh, you name it environment. And so that's really powerful. And, and in general, when talking with investors, when talking with customers, when talking with institutions, I kind of lead with it uh, because I think it, it automatically addresses so many questions that they have. And, and, and so they rest assured. But I also rest assured there's so much risk involved with business. And that's pretty intimidating when, you're having, when you own a company as opposed to when you work for a larger institution. And because the buck stops with you, and so you're you're ultimately responsible for everything that happens. And I think that I wouldn't sleep nearly as well and feel as confident as I do without this structure, the knowledge, the work that went into it. And and also my knowing that, you know, the lean rack of team is there when I have questions. So it really is buying peace of mind, I have to say, as an entrepreneur, where I could worry about other risk, and this is taken care of. That makes me no. feel great. I can't tell you how great that feels. Yay! <laughs> so, there you so go, important. people.
0: You need a confidence boost. Be fully compliant with your regulatory and quality. There's nothing to boost your, your business confidence than knowing that you can get started on the right foot with investors and customers.
1: The only thing that makes me feel as confident is a uh, kegel belt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. So I'm doing well, and I really appreciate, you know, I tell everyone about Michelle that I meet when I meet other entrepreneurs in the medical space or people that have products that they don't think are medical, but they don't realize the claims that they want to make are, I just wish that everyone had this resource. I mean, I need the equivalent resources in all the other fields of my business. So I'm scrambling to interview and hire people to solve other pieces like the financial piece and and legal pieces. But on this very, very, very big deal, I feel confident uncomfortable, and, and I just hope she doesn't retire, quit, uh, do anything, Take, don't get hit by a bus, uh, don't do anything. Mm-hmm. My, my lawyer stepped down from law, and I'm scrambling. And p- Some people are irreplaceable, Michelle, so don't don't, don't, don't leave.
0: <laughs> well, aside from the bus thing, I would keep you even if I retired.
1: Okay, all right, yes, Grandfather mm-hmm. Claus. <laughs> what else is there to say? I mean, the, the bulk of the process was done many moons ago, and I guess that's part of it you do a huge lift and then it makes future work easier so now I don't have to think about it don't have to worry about it don't have to revisit it and and that's worth it and do it alone like you know when I applied for patents people say well you could apply for patents by yourself and you can do this and you can do that you this is not intuitive you don't you know come out of the womb knowing these things it's a very Artificial created world with its own language, with its own rules, with its own internal logic, much like patents are, you know. And um, and so then you have to have help, even though you would think, you know, someone like Jurgen and I should be able to figure it out. There's no way. There's just no way.
0: My husband describes it like this because he heard a client kind of arguing me with me over an interpretation one day, mm-hmm. and he said, um, he said people think that because they can read and speak English, that they can read and understand FDA regulations. They don't understand. It's a totally different dialect. And that same word in English does not mean the Mm -hmm. same thing to you. Yes, it does to the FDA.
1: Oh my gosh, this is my opening lecture. When I was a philosophy professor, I would start with the words on the page are going to look familiar, but they have a totally different definition than the ones you've been using all these years. You're going to have to know that you're gonna to have to look up the word and uh and so that's very much the case here but i also have to say there's so much documentation of every move and every thought so how can i say like my device i wish i had one here right now how we arrived at the weight the material choices the manufacturing choices the uh instructions for use the um how we verify, validate, control. There's so many steps and layers that at the end, you have a playbook for your company that you can give to anyone who takes over from you. And likewise, since my memory gets cluttered with all of the different hats I'm wearing, that's why I have to constantly refer to it as a handbook for myself as well, because just because I did it four years ago, doesn't mean I remember the nuance, but Michelle really knows the DNA of my company. And she keeps track and keeps me out of trouble. And that's what I love about when I do hire an expert, be it like a lawyer or somebody. I love it when they can assess that I'm knowledgeable about some things and that I lack knowledge about others. And they know which of those things I don't know I could stumble or get into trouble with so she's like watch out for this don't watch out for that <laughs> and alerting me along the way uh, because I would waltz in unknowingly unwittingly into some real real trouble
0: well for years I've said that if you're going to make medical products mm-hmm. your regulatory strategy is your business strategy mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and if you think that you're going to make medical products and business strategy is a necessary evil, then you're in the wrong business. I mean, I mean, if that not business the next, if regulatory strategy and FDA is a necessary evil, then you're in the wrong business. You don't need to make medical products mm-hmm. because your regulatory strategy is your business strategy. And I think as you've grown from geography to geography, we've shown that it's, it's set a platform for that growth.
1: Definitely. And the Expense is so little compared to if you had to do it in-house. I hesitate saying that because I don't want you to raise your prices. Um, (laughs) The Expense is not because, you know, I don't have them constantly there, but they have the institutional memory. So it's almost like having someone on call internally, Mm -hmm. right? Because they can just pick up where they left off. There's no learning curve, but they're so good at it that they just zoom in, solve it, come back out if you hired someone they would just linger with those projects on and on month after month after month and just toil away so it's very efficient because the, they're so fast when they address something that it saves my time right mm-hmm. but also then it saves money and it's definitely cheaper than trying to get that knowledge in-house and you could try to i think a you know find someone who knows something about it in-house but the level of expertise that you have would be well beyond what I could ever afford. I mean, it it would be my entire budget. (laughs) So I think this is the best way. We got in,
0: we got it done. It got done right. It got done fast. Mm -hmm. And we moved out to a more advisory coach touch base. How are you doing? Did you make changes? What do you need? And you didn't have to maintain that internal resource, but you're right. Like I brought, at least three if not four highly skilled highly right. technical regulatory quality people mm-hmm. to the table they're great they're great they're amazing and, yeah. and and but since then only one or two of us have mm-hmm. been involved so
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Was i time. almost wish i could show the crowd maria's email so you know retailer kim reached out to me with an opportunity abroad and i totally want to say yes so i just reached out to your team with a question And Marie came back with all of this research. She already started, you know, working out some of the problems. She laid out all the steps. She enumerated it. She uh, linked to things. She explained her thinking. She gave me a couple of options. I mean, thank you. I mean, this sounds fake. I'm gushing so much. (laughs) But uh, when you are when this is your whole life, like this business is my whole life. this is everything to me. Um, And so it's that important. And I just, er, ever so grateful. So when Michelle, when I was gushing to her the other day, she's like, why don't you come on the podcast? And I really appreciate the opportunity because it's so rare that you experience something like this that you just wanna tell everyone. Well, Stephanie, I'm so glad that we made such a
0: difference in your your business, in your successful launch into multiple geographies now. So and I look forward to a long time being part of the Kiko Bell team. So.
1: Yeah, we're still going. Thanks to you. Thank you.